You are listening to the Risk Insights blogcast. This is an audio version of a blog article. The article was originally published on the website riskinsights.com.au. You can find a link to the article in the show notes. In this episode, we explore inadvertent privacy breaches. There has been a raft of data breaches over the past few years. Some of those were due to poor controls and or significant effort by hackers. But some recent breaches have been rather inadvertent. Despite some controls put in place, with no significant effort by evil actors and with the risk of breach not that easy to identify at the outset. An example of an inadvertent breach. The travel card data privacy breach in Victoria, Australia, that was reported on in an article in August 2019. The link to this article, and others mentioned in this article are available in the show notes. Data from the use of Mikey cards, physical cards used for travel on public transport, was released for use in a public competition, a datathon, with the data identified. By itself, the data did not result in a potential breach. The risk that materialized related to re-identification. The data, when combined with other information sources, could be used to identify individuals. With the Mikey data, this included the ability to link social media data with the Mikey data to identify certain individuals, an ability to combine known information, travel journeys or travel patterns, to identify particular individuals. For example find your own data, use this to find others that travel with you, then use that to see where else they travel. There are other examples, within and outside the public sector, like this. An article in Science Daily says re-identifying anonymized data is how journalists exposed Donald Trump's 1985-94 tax returns in May 2019. Between the 1st of July 2018 and the 30th of June 2019, according to data derived from the Office of the Australian Information Commissioner reports, 21 unauthorized disclosure, failure to redact, breaches were reported. What makes this different from other breaches we hear about? With typical breaches, the risks are almost immediately apparent. These incidents were a bit different. That's not an excuse though. The investigation into the Mikey incident suggested that more could have been done. How can we minimize the risk? In an ideal world, we'd eliminate the risk. But that could mean that we don't share the data at all. An article in The Guardian says anonymizing data is practically impossible for any complex data set. So let's consider how to minimize the risk instead. This is not straightforward, but it is not a new area either. Here are three examples of guidelines and frameworks that can help, newest first. 1. In August 2019, Ovik wrote about their investigation in a blog article, amongst other resources that they provided. They provide five lessons learnt in that article. All relevant and the article is easy to read. The fourth item is of particular interest. It said peers, if done incorrectly, can create a false sense of security. We explore other similar false senses of security further in a separate blog article. 2. In September 2017, through a collaboration between various Australian government agencies and departments, a de-identification decision-making framework was developed. A fairly extensive document. It focuses on practical, operational advice. Interestingly, there is an acknowledgement that de-identification is not an exact science and, even using the framework at this level, you will not be able to avoid the need for complex judgment calls. 3. In March 2010, 
Microsoft developed a guide to data governance for privacy, confidentiality, and compliance. Almost a decade old, but still in use, and for good reason. There are five parts, each self-contained. Importantly, one of the introductory suggestions is that organizations should consider augmenting approaches that focus on mere compliance with the letter of the law by implementing and enforcing measures that go beyond mere compliance with the letter of regulations and standards. These are only three examples. There are many others, but a combination of these three would provide a good starting point. The clear message is that we should consider the specifics of the situation and the associated risks. A. Impact assessments won't work if not completed correctly. They should not be just checking boxes on a template. Rather, the risks and associated treatments should be carefully considered. B. There may be a need to make complex judgment calls, which may require expert advice. Especially with the more technical risk analysis and control activities, as outlined in the second doc. C. Go beyond traditional cookie-cutter compliance approaches. D. Consider alternate ways to protect data. An example of this is differential privacy, as used by Uber, who have released an open-source project for it and Google who also rolled out an open-source version of their library in September 2019. How are you protecting your customers and citizens? That's the end of this article. You can find more information and a link to the original article in the show notes.